Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. My name is Lyndon Burton, your host as always. Joined by my co-host, Mr. Chris SJE. And look, ladies and gents, this is like, what, 37.5? We came to give you guys a little in-between episode because we told you we were going to record the live pod which we attempted to do is just that my guy uh, couldn't couldn't make it in time to be there for when to start. So we didn't get a chance to record the live pod. But you know what? We said we're going to do the next best thing and give you a version of the live pod just pre-recorded after the panel. We're just like record. I basically do the same thing we did at the panel, but in podcast form. Joining me as always, my co-host, Mr. Chris SJE. Chris, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing... I'm high, bro. I feel high as fuck and not off of no drugs, off of life. I'm with you on that. Like, thank you to everyone who came out to the panel, whether you were a listener from before the panel, whether you, you met us the first time at the panel and listened, whether you met us after at the after party and listened. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys made that day so special. The panel was energy out of this world. And with that being said, to our Texas listeners, we're coming soon. Our Mississippi listeners, we're coming soon. Arkansas listeners, we're coming soon. Like if there's most cons around the South, even Florida, we're coming soon. But if you want us outside of the South, you got to request it at your uh, local convention and tell them you want the anime talk guys there and we will come. But yeah, man, we got to do more conventions. Like, But that's the plan. Oh, for sure, man. This is not the last. So thank you. I want to thank AVC Anime Conventions for having us and can't wait to look forward to the future. But let's get to it. So basically what our panel was, was it was called Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. So for everybody who listens to this podcast, we will be discussing the Top 5 Shonen, the Top 5 Villains, the Top 5 MCs, the Top 5 Nine MCs, a.k.a. Side Homies, and the best anime of the decade. And with those top five villains and MCs, it, it's it's mostly shonen. I have one that's not shonen, just out of, just for example. But we didn't specify whether we were doing just seinen, just just uh, shonen. For the most part, because we were doing the top five shonen, it was like, all right, well we're gonna we're gonna do top five shonen villains. But we didn't call it that. We just said top five villains. But that's what it was. Just to give some clarifications. And Krista has a list. I have my own list. And then we made a list combined we made a combined list for the show's quote-unquote list and the way we decided the show's list was we took our highest pairings and those made the highest pairings was number one number two and so on and so forth but yeah man chris let's get into this list let's go so do we want to start it like we did the panel where we did top five shonen first um we could yeah we i mean yeah let's let's get to it you want to give your list first yeah because i think we did it reverse last time uh, I almost read the full list, like the, <laughs> the combined. <laughs> All right, so my list, top five shonen. We have uh, My Hero Academia at number five. Um, just because I had to show some love to the new wave. Uh, I, I feel like top five um, all time, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I have to add My Hero in there, even though we're only at uh, the fourth season right now. Just because it takes influence from, uh, from Dragon Ball, which is one of the GOATs from the big three. Uh, it takes influence from all of the biggest, best, baddest anime, 
and it, it takes all the tropes that people find negative and turn them into a positive. It takes some of the positives and accentuates them or like elaborates on them. Yeah, big facts. So, and then you see them do a lot of things new. Like I, I remember we uh, reviewed season three. I said a lot about it uh, throwing me for a loop and me expecting it to go one way and it goes another way. Yeah. So it takes those kind of shonen tropes and it still has them, but at the same time turns them on the head. And it does fresh things. Now, I, I respected you for putting this one on here. For sure. And number four, I had to do the exact opposite, the OG, Dragon Ball Z. The 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 father or the grandfather of shonen, as as you would, you would say now, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It used to be the father of shonen because it fathered the big three, but now the big three has their own kids and uh, so on and so forth. Um, even the side shows like Death Note and shit got their own yeah, their own do. juniors. But um, that's my f- number four, the GOAT, Dragon Ball Z. Number three, uh, One Piece. Uh, that's self-explanatory. The numbers uh, make One Piece one. Like, if we're talking numbers, One Piece is number one for sure because nobody's outselling One Piece. Nobody's out-hyping One Piece. So that that definitely makes top five, no matter if you're a One Piece hater or not. If you're being objective, you can't have a top five showing without One Piece. No big facts. Uh, two, Yu Yu Hakusho, of course, my GOAT. I would have had it at number one if I wouldn't have felt like I was being a little bit biased. And thinking that number one was more deserving, which is Naruto, who I, I think Naruto is the most deserving of top five shonen because everything about Naruto screams shonen before you get all the ass pulls, the Kaguya, the Sage of Six Paths, the that kind of shit. Yeah. Whenever you get the original story of Naruto and the what what shonen, when you think about the shonen tropes of um you know wanting to be the best or achieving your goals, yeah. never giving up. Naruto, when you get to that end of the pain arc, he. He is the definition of Shonen. No, he, he deserved really that number one to me. And he achieved his goal 100%. My list goes as follows. I had at number five, Attack on Titan. Wanted to show some love to this decade. I feel that the story of Aaron at first could be seen as, oh, do we really like Aaron or do we like Levi Ackerman? Where do we go? But by the time we get to the where we are right now in the manga in which the next season will cover, Attack on Titan is one of the GOATs. Number four, I have Naruto. I put Naruto a little lower because of the ending, and I feel that you will understand why I have it here compared to something later down the line. That's all I'm going to say, because my love for Naruto is grand, but I'll expound on my love for the series a little more when we do something later. But at number three, I have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. In terms of story for me, this is one of the best stories in Shonen of all time. I think if the action would have been better, it could have been higher for me. I just felt like this was more story-driven and the action was kind of a side thought. But that story was so good that I had to put it at number three. Just the, the stuff with the homunculi, the mystery, the intrigue, when you find out everything that you find out in the end. Great, great series. Now, number two for me, I went with the definition of shonen, which kind of covers a wide basis of things, more so than doing just shonen jump. And with that being said, if I'm going by the definition, Cowboy Bebop is my number two. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. What this anime did change the game forever. Shout out to Watanabe. I mean, this... The, from the music to the story, doing anthology before anthology series were done in America. Like this, just an amazing show. Got to give credit where credit is due. And number one for me is One Piece. I think One Piece is the best shonen that's been released. I think in terms of story, there's not any quite like it. The way that everything connects, like you in, in chapter one, you see this kid named Kobe and he's just like some bullshit ass character and you don't think, oh, he's going to matter. And then by the time you get to Marine Ford, it's like, oh, this is the kid that saved saved the war. Like the way the, the way they use connections are incredible. The way that 
yes, you follow our main characters, the Straw Hats, but you grow to love oh Trafalgar Law. You grow to love the uh, the Yonko. You grow to you, you grow to love the uh, Marines if that's your case. You grow to love the rest of the um, oh my gosh, the name's slipping me right now, but the uh, the worst generation, the rest of the worst generation. You get to grow and love all these other side characters and all these other side plots. And while at the same time seeing the world through Luffy's eyes, but also seeing how the world views Luffy, I think this is what this show does great more so than other shows. You in other shows you get mention of these great villages, but you never know how the villages perceive our heroes. Yeah, you may get a, a arc here or there, or or get like some side comments, but at least in One Piece, you know how the world perceives our Straw Hats crews, and you know how the world perceives everybody else. And I think that's something that One Piece does. Well, let's get to our top five list as the show. So I guess we can go back and forth saying these. So you you want uh, you want me to start? Or you want to start? Uh, you, you can start, and I'll just like give. We can like you. We'll go back and forth saying these. You start, and then like we'll just give explanations. Oh yeah, for sure. When need be. So at number five, we got a tie. I think this is uh one of our only ties. We may have another one down the line, but I think this is one of our only ones. But um, number five, Dragon Ball Z, My Hero Academia, one for the OGs, one for the um. The new school, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, My Hero is definitely to go to the new school. It's not comparable, at least yet, to um, Black Clover. And, and real quick, let me tell them our criteria, because this will make sense for why we chose what we did. Our criteria is impact. Our criteria is character development and motivation. And our, imp- and our criteria is story and the way the story played out. For sure. And then we also have... Uh, we also, how about I say uh, character development? You know, Dragon Ball... A lot of people would like to say it doesn't have a lot, but Goku may not have a lot of character development. But other development. characters do. You see a lot of characters grow in that show, and it's it's fun to watch them grow, which which makes it a, what such a lovable series. But then uh, series. our other criteria, impact, it had to be at number five. I know I didn't have it on my list, but at the same time, like when you brought that up to me when we were doing pre-pro for all of this, I was like, I can't deny that. Like The impact of Dragon Ball Z, without it, I don't know how many kids are watching anime. And honestly, the same with my hero in the new school. Like We grew up on Dragon Ball, so we got to see how Dragon Ball hit. Uh, the big three was different because you get to see Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach all flourish. You didn't really get to see one take over. Naruto took over in the West, but uh, as far as back in the day, you saw Dragon Ball took over, and now you're seeing like for the youngins, oh, my hero's taking over. The impact of my hero is is un it's unreal. When we went to that convention, I'd say eighty percent of that convention was dressed up as my hero. Like, see, when you go to a bigger convention like uh, MechaCon, you see a wider range because you get a bigger, and that's not that much bigger. But even at MechaCon, I'd say it was like sixty percent. Oh yeah, I I saw a lot of. Like it was still, it was over fifty percent. Like to be over fifty percent at a convention where you still have Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Naruto. And let me say this: you don't see many of those people. Out at conventions. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. MechaCon, I saw a lot of Todorokis, a lot of uh, Ochakos, a lot of Dekus. I mean, you see a lot of Naruto. I'll give him that. Hey, like, shout out to Fupron, too. At F-O-O-P-R-A-W-N, because he had one of the dopest uh, the dopest costumes, uh, cosplays at uh, MechaCon as Stain. Oh, yeah. Bro, iconic. Lit. We uh, I got some video footage with him for my Senpai video, but we just never made the final cut. But I'm about to have to hit my son up because he was like he killed Stain. Real, but, yeah, uh, that, that was fire. As far as uh, just to drive home the point about my hero being one of the most influential of this time, like you don't, you really don't see like that kind of shit. Like back in the day, you honestly uh, for Halloween you'd see a bunch of Piccolo's, a bunch of Goku's, and how you're seeing the flood of like the my hero costumes and everything. We're not seeing black, and I don't know if Black Clover. I don't think it has a, a movie yet or nothing like that. I ain't seen no Black Clover niggas at the at the at any conventions I've ever gone to. Now, I, I saw I saw a Tandro. 
Yeah, and I, I, saw, I saw Tandra this time. I, I saw, saw Arthur. I saw, uh, oh, yeah, from Fire Force. Yeah, from 100%. Fire Force. I even saw Lieutenant Hennewood from Fire Force. Really? Yeah, he, he was in the jumpsuit and everything. He had the guns and glasses. I saw no fucking Black Clover nope. at all. I mean, shout out to Chapo, because he, he he dressed up as a Black Clover character uh, for Anime Expo, but Anime Expo was bigger. But I'm just yeah, sitting there. That's, like, that's like the, the, the fest of the fest. To get a big view, I'd really have to go to Anime Expo and see the numbers there, because like you said, 60% at MechaCon, probably a good 70, 80% at um, a, a AVC Anime yeah. Fest. But um, that just shows how big the impact. This is a new series. You feel me? This shouldn't be getting as much love as Dragon Ball, as Naruto, as One Piece, because One Piece is still ongoing. We saw Zoro's, but I mean, the, I saw the, one Zora, one Luffy, and I that saw was one Luffy it. too. Yeah, I, I saw millions of UA uh, high uniforms. Yep, no, one hundred percent. It has to, it has to make it there just because of the impact. Uh, the the youngins are loving it. We're loving it too. Uh, only the only real haters. Oh yeah, this is what I want to say as well. Haters on Twitter be talking about like the My Hero fan base is toxic. I know that's a running joke because yeah. they do have toxic corners of the fan base. But at the same time, I don't think it's the fan base is toxic. I think it's the fan base is fucking huge. So there's toxic people in the world. So the bigger the fan base is for a show, the more room for toxicity. And people shit on uh, Demon Slayer as well, but Demon Slayer has a big fan base. That just goes to show you how good a show is. If its fan base is toxic, nine times out of ten, the, the toxic people leaked in because it's so good, everybody's on it. No, I'm with you on that. All right, num at number four, we have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like I said, one of the best stories in Shonen. The stories of the Elric brothers had to be in here. Has one of the most memorable scenes in anime, I'd say, with the uh, Shao Tucker dog scene. Like most people know of the Shao Tucker meme with the uh, dog and the and his daughter. So just Full Metal Alchemist. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I ain't gonna lie. I still haven't finished Full Metal Alchemist, but I do love the main characters. I love the side characters. I don't know what episode I'm on. Like maybe twenty or thirty something. I don't know. I got to go back. I, I I get fussed at all the time. Twitter be shitting on me as well. I'm glad they shit on you. That's one they should shit on you. Yeah, that's that one that's it's unacceptable for me not to have watched. But it's just one of those ones that is kind of... It's, it's going to be one of the ones I go back and finish eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like, One Piece I'm watching at my own pace as well. But, uh... Like some of those shows, bro, week to week, I gotta watch them bitches. And like, like Vinland Saga is even one. I'm like on that bitch super hard. Well, I'm glad you... Like, I'm glad, like... So, you'll watch... And you you have your own particular shows. Uh oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm coming at you right now. For sure. You're gonna watch some of these edgy shows week to week. Exactly. But you're not gonna watch this hot fire. Exactly. But this is my thing, right? I feel like the people on Twitter. And shout out to our guy Hastic. That's no shot at the edgy. Oh yeah, shout out has the edgy god, bro. Hint, uh, Harem King. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I always talk shit about these people on Twitter, right? Who are sitting there that's like. Man, y'all dick ride Demon Slayer so much. Boo, fuck Demon Slayer. That shit is mid. And you look at their their Avi and it's like Ichigo. <laughs> and not to shit on Bleach because Bleach is, is amazing. I love Bleach. And it is the butt of a lot of jokes. But its fan base do be out of control sometimes. A little bit out of pocket. But I guess what I'm trying to say is um, there are certain... Like shit gets hated on, you feel me? And then... It, it don't be worth the hate. You feel me? Yeah, and a lot of shit sure. gets overhyped. And there are certain things that are considered to be anime essential. But um, everybody has their own bag. Oh, and yeah, a lot yeah. of people be in certain bags. And the people who watch Bleach is like, bro, Bleach is the best out of the big three. And that's automatically a bad statement to me. Because how is Bleach the best out of the big three when you got Naruto in One Piece? But that just goes to show you everything's uh, subjective. Yeah, yeah, it's personal so, preference. So definitely there are going to be those people who love... Hunter Hunter, who love Attack on Titan, and those may be the same people who don't like Dragon Ball, may not may think something like Naruto and One Piece is too easy going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And th there's just different strokes for different folks. So I know for some people you'll look at the top five and their top five will be straight, 
uh, like they won't have Big Three, they won't have Dragon Ball Z, they won't have My Hero. But when we're talking showing an objective top five, I feel like Full Metal Alchemist has to make the list, even though I'm one of those people who feels it isn't my favorite. And and that's the that's the the big thing. People need to separate opinion from fact. Yeah. And you could use your opinion to to or you could use facts to justify your opinion. But at the end of the day, you can't use you can't rely on your opinion to justify fact. Yeah, you can't say your opinion is a fact. And at the end of the day, I feel like objectively, Full Metal Alchemist is top five because of the amounts of time I do my top five or or just throw it out there and I don't say Full Metal. There's always somebody like, uh, you forgot Full Metal. And I'm sitting there like, I don't really like it that much. And then they're like, yeah, but it's the GOAT. You can't say best without Putting mentioning it like the story itself, the yeah. character. So it, that's one of them things I had to throw out there. You got to separate emotion from fact because no, that's factually one of the top five. So at number three, or no, that's you. Oh, number three, we got... Yu Yu Hakusho, my favorite anime of all time, which, like I said, it's my favorite, but I feel like, even though I put it at my number one, there are certain reasons why it can't go, it can't be number one, especially over our two and our, our one. Yeah, it's three no for fact, a reason. It's, it's the, like I said, like I always say, if, if Yu Yu Hakusho would have stopped at the Demon, uh, the, the Dark Tournament, perfect show, perfect but, series. Now see, to me, I love the whole series, but at the same time, I feel like, uh, even if you give us until the end of chapter black, I, I would probably because the chapter black arc was amazing to me. But the reason why Yu Yu Hakusho would probably like make anyone's top five shonen or it has to make our top five shonen is because of all of the of the influence. Yeah, uh, it had like you said, dark tournament. It had one of the greatest tournament arcs in all of anime, and uh, it inspired a lot of tournament arcs to come. A lot of uh, anime after Yu Yu Hakusho drew inspiration from tournament arcs. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, and just the way the characters developed. Uh, the the character archetypes in there, like Yusuke being the hot-headed main character, his dumb, lovable friend, the bad, the badass kind of sneaky friend in Hiei, and then you have the the smart, aloof friend in Kurama. Didn't Naruto name uh, Kurama, uh, or uh, Kishimoto, didn't he name um, Kurama after Kurama? Well, well... Or wasn't it it influential? I, I can't say that just for the fact that in Japanese like lore and mythology, the Kurama uh, Kitsune, which is like the the, the nine tail fox. That's like okay. You're right. You're right. That yeah, is that like is because if I, you notice in Pokemon, there's also a nine tail fox like creature. I I did. I thought I read something about it having some kind of influence somewhere. I may have been thinking of something else, like how uh, Sanji's like spirals was inspired by Naruto. That's his, now that's fact. His name was supposed to be Naruto. His name was going to be Naruto. And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm think, I must be getting some shit mixed up, but I know for sure uh, Yu Hakusho was super influential and it had some of the goat uh, the goat arcs in Shonen. No, 100%. And at number two, we have Naruto. Look, I kind of fought for this to be at two also because our pairings kind of aligned in terms of character development in terms of loving you the MC in terms of loving the side characters top tier arguably one in one with with one piece but in terms of story I think you can't and I know one piece hasn't finished yet so it can fumble the ball and this list may change when one piece finishes but you can't deny that the series is different because of the Kaguya stuff yeah the the Kaguya shit for me I know I always say this, uh, ending doesn't ruin a show for me, it just ruins the ending. But what it will do, it won't ruin the entire show for me, but it will do is take it from a 10 to a 9, yeah. a 9.5 even. And 
like like that's my defense for why I always say uh, Yu Yu Show is better than Hunter Hunter. Yu Yu Show gave us a, a definitive end. It may not be the best, but Hunter Hunter has shit still open in the air. If I can't, and the reason why and the reason why that's different from One Piece is because Hunter Hunter we're not getting anything new. Yeah, Chapters that's the thing. We're not anything. getting anything new. Like One Piece, we're getting new stuff every week. And One Piece, we're getting new shit every week, and they didn't drop the ball yet. Yeah. And Naruto, they dropped the ball when they ended, and it, it, they dropped it hard as fuck. You feel me? So it. Now, uh, One Piece can be number one because, especially just off of, off of the strength of numbers as well, when you think of influence. Oh, yeah. And that, I know that's jumping ahead, but our number one is One Piece for sure. If you look at the sales... I thought so, we already... It's my bad. I, know, <laughs> I, that's cool. I, I didn't I mean, know like, this. I, I thought that... I, like, I, I'm pretty sure they, they, they understood where we're going with that. But in terms of sales, when you look at One Piece, having passed up Spider-Man in all-time comic sales is fucking nuts. Spider-Man has been around since the fucking 60s. Like, Facts. Like, and One Piece came at 1999. Yeah, that's fairly new. That came after Dragon Ball. And think about this. One Piece... And they, to say Dragon Ball didn't pass up nothing like that? No. One Piece was the one? One Piece was the one. That shows influence. And then if you think of... If One Piece continues, I believe the thing was for like 10 to 20 years, it'll pass up Batman. Wow. And then another like... You add like, make it 30, it'll pass up Superman. Yep. That's not like... Characters that set the the comic book art like landscape for things. We see my hero taking influence from this from the West. Like this is the West blueprint, and we see the East as One Piece. Like that's nuts. And see, the thing is, One Piece is finally getting more and more popular. And this is just my One Piece kind of like not synopsis, but this is kind of my my opinions on One Piece and why it's doing what it's doing. Uh, we've spoken on this. I'm kind of tying in old episodes, but we kind of spoke on the fact that the dub ruined One Piece for America. And not only did the dub ruin One Piece for America, but this whole streaming wars is a fairly new concept. So the fact that the idea that uh, we we can now watch One Piece on our phones, on our laptops, we could watch One Piece easily as hell. Back yeah. in the day, it wasn't popular because we wasn't fucking with it on Fox Kids. We wasn't fucking with it on Toonami. So we had to let it get popular. We had to understand there's a lot of people right now that's not watching One Piece because it's, it's so much to catch up on. Yeah, no big facts. But if you watch it from the beginning to the end, no matter when you started, because I started like way after uh, it's, it's well past 500 episodes, 800 chapters, or however much you want to say. But I started at that point and I still consider it one of the goats it's never too late to start One Piece never. but that probably did fuck a lot of people up it, on watching it, it it fucked me up I didn't watch it because of that like I thought it was like dumb I thought it was childish like mm -hmm. number one okay Oda is the is one of the goats like top five mangaka of all time Period. don't get it twisted but you cannot tell me when you first saw that One Piece uh, East Blue arc on four kids you didn't think the animation looked a little childish yeah, they, they replaced Sanji then, with, a, with terms, a cigarette with a lollipop. And then when you throw in the voice acting, it just seems like a, it's very brightly colored. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and Sanji sounded like this. He sounded like your typical fucking. No, they threw Sanji was from the Bronx. Yeah, Sanji was definitely from the Bronx. Like he was an Italian. I'm New Yorker. He was an Italian uh, New Yorker, bro. And that's the messed up part. They, they fumbled with that rock. They let um they let it fall off. Funimation adapted it once they figured out how big it is in Japan. They're like, oh shit, four kids fumble with the rock. We got to pick the rock back up and try to salvage this while we can. Yeah, and they did for the most part. Like I mean, a bunch of dub people and hopped dubs, on. And another thing, the reason why I think One Piece is kind of people are waiting. I know people in like my anime Facebook group are waiting because the dub stopped. 
Yeah, the dub's so far behind. The dub's and like it, on episode but the 500 dub, something. This is something we'll probably talk about on Anime Talk next week because it's news, but the dub, the dub's coming back. Yeah, of course. They, they do that every every year. They stop and they're like, new season. Well, no, it hasn't been back for a while. I saw, it was maybe last year, on, but the top of last year, maybe. Because they're on Punk Hazard, and that's like, I'd say at least two years old. Yeah, but I remember when I when I first started, uh, it was like 2015 or whatever, and it didn't have up to the Fishman Island arc. Okay. And then by the time I got to the Fishman Island arc, they didn't even have Punk Hazard. So now they got Punk Hazard. And no, I, I feel they're, like... They're making Punk Hazard. Oh, they're making it. So they're yeah. not even there yet. No, they're not even there. They yeah, just have Fishman. I maybe dropped off at the uh, Fishman Island arc like maybe a year and a half ago. And at that point... We only had up to episode like five something, five twenty something uh, dub. And so I'm sitting there like, damn, we're super far back. Oh no, they they have a lot to do, and that's something. And also on top of your streaming wars point, which I agree with, being that we're all connected through the internet, people are posting videos like anime fans are seeing One Piece trending, and it's like, well, damn, if everybody's fucking with this, I might as well give it a, tr- a shot. Like, yeah, you know like people I mean? didn't really understand the hype because the narrative in America that uh, the merit the narrative in America was that. Uh, Naruto's the like the one. Yeah, Naruto's the goat. When you look, when you ask people these days, what's better? Like, I, I got homies that I know personally that are knee deep in the anime, and they got put on to anime. It's the younger generation, you know, the uh, kids that are like 18, 19, 20 now. They're gonna say Naruto is their Dragon Ball. They're not really fucking with Dragon Ball like that. They may fuck with Dragon Ball because of their big brothers, uh, dads, or whatever, putting them on it, and they have a respect for it. But as far as their number one love, it's Naruto because they didn't grow up seeing. And that's why a lot of one American One Piece fans are like blasphemy. But that's why, <laughs> that's but why that's why the, the, it's so much vitriol on Twitter. And that's why there's such a love for One Piece because we didn't necessarily grow up with it, but we got to see this 900 episode uh, story unfold maybe quicker than the One Piece, the uh, Naruto did. We, it blew our minds. Maybe we watched Naruto and then we watched One Piece and we're like, oh shit, we thought this was the goat. Yeah. This just changed the game. If you are one of those people, um, like I was back in the day, there were these one gotta go tweets that blew up in 2015. One gotta go, Luffy, Goku, Naruto, or Ichigo. Everybody, everybody saying Ichigo, everybody saying Naruto, everybody saying Luffy. I'm one of those people that every time I would see somebody say Goku, I'd be like, before Luffy, get Luffy the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't think he was cool. I didn't think he was badass as far as design. I didn't think he was powerful. Watching One Piece. Not even 120, not even 100, 200 episodes in, uh, you find out why Luffy's GOAT MC or he's one of the GOAT MCs because he uh, he holds it down, bro. One Piece is not as highly revered as as the GOAT for no reason. Yeah. And it's not just Luffy that sells it. It's the whole Straw Hat crew. It's not just the Straw Hat crew. It's the it's villains. The world, it's like, the man, world building. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's Oda, like 100%. Like, it, it is, like, Oda puts in so much in, like, the fact that it's up to, I believe, chapter 900 and something is insane. I, I feel like the only people who doubt One Piece's greatness are the people who don't, who haven't watched One Piece, who are scared oh, yeah, of the 900 people, episodes. It's just people who haven't watched yet. And They're scared read. of the design. Like, I was a hater. I was one of those, because I was a Naruto dude, and I was like, man, Naruto's good. And, bro, like, you could say anything bad about Naruto, uh, uh, One Piece. I might agree with you. I might agree that some of the designs are kind of stupid. Like, some of the designs are kind of ugly as far as some of these characters. Like, uh, not all of them, for yeah, sure, but, but like, for sure. some people don't like Buggy. Some people don't like some of the... Uh, uh, what was it? Number two or something? They yeah, had they Mr. had three. Certain, uh, what, what was one of the warlords? One of the fro, the blue fro. Oh, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Warlord with blue. Isn't he? Isn't he a warlord? Hmm. From uh, Impel Down uh, saga, uh, Impel Down arc, if I'm not mistaken. Talking about a warlord. Am I tripping? Am I tripping? Is it Thriller Bark? It's been a while since I watched with one a piece. blue fro. It's like a blue fro. He got clown face makeup and shit. He's bad built. 
He looks like about, a big bean. Oh wait, wait, wait. He don't have a. You talking about Moria? He don't have a. No, fro. not Moria. Um. <laughs> ah shit. I, I don't want to f- fumble with the arc. I may have fumbled with what arc it is, but he's. A, I want to say. He, oh no, Moria is the warlord, huh? Yeah, Moria's so the warlord. Who I'm thinking of may not be a warlord. It, it, he got a blue fro and he, he got, got like lipstick afro? on and shit. Like yeah. Or oh, you talking about Avonkov? Avon. Yes, him. Ugliest oh. fuck character design. <laughs> but now that you bring up Moria, ugly ass design. You yeah, know I, what I'd mean? say Moria's worse than Avonkov because Avonkov's dressing like that on purpose because she's dressing drag. A lot of designs. Are meant to be ugly too. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as uh, like Big Mom's not meant to be a cute fucking. But she go look at Big Mom when she was 25. Uh, <laughs> now see, now you gonna make me want to catch up on One Piece. But the thing is, you could say anything bad about One Piece uh, to try to be like it's not the goat. But you could say anything bad about Naruto, yeah. Dragon Ball. Every every show has its flaws. Yeah, 100%. you know what I'm saying. But One Piece has the least amount of flaws and the most amount of greatness. And that's why it's our number one. Let's get next up. Next, we have top villains. I'll start this one off. At top at number five for me, I have Dio Brando. Shout out to See, we didn't have many JoJo fans in the panel, but I knew, I know niggas listening to this going to be like, y'all didn't have JoJo in the top five shown. And there there are certain people who cheered whenever we whenever you said uh, Dio. They were like, yeah, <laughs> finally some JoJo love. <laughs> Dio Brando, I mean, he sets the tone for that. He starts off the story as one of the villains, and to me, he's... At least where I'm at right now, I am finishing up Jotaro. The impact that he has on the series is just nuts. And then when you find out that later down the line, one of Dio's sons is the the main main protagonist, that he has Joestar blood in him as well, it just sees the longing impact. And uh, Dio represents to me evil incarnate. Like he he's just a bad dude. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's one of Faye, uh, Faye's favorite. Shout out my brother Faye. That's one of his favorite uh, uh, villains. And he's one of those people who, like, he only shows up for anime if it's, like, yeah, if it's, like, number one. Like, <laughs> he's not watching. The, I, I try to put him on Naruto. He don't even want to watch Naruto. But this nigga's on JoJo's, and he's like, hey, hey. That's my shit. Dio, though? He's like, don't sleep on Dio. He always telling me, I'm like, what the fuck? Don't sleep on Dio. You don't sleep on Dio, man. <laughs> and then at number four, I have Don Quixote. Don, the Don Quixote. Flamingo, aka Dofi. That's the boy to me. He's the best One Piece villain. When you see Doflamingo hanging up by the rafters as a child, and because he's a, a, a because he's a celestial dragon, and you find out all that shit, and he he's hanging there almost damn near crucified, and his father's crying like a bitch, his brother's crying, Dofi doesn't start crying. You know what? You know what he does? He gets fucking mad. He gets so mad that he opens up Conqueror's Hockey, and at that point, I was like, oh, this is a bad dude. And then when you find out more about Dofi, it's like, yo, he's evil. Then when you then when you see the 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 everything he does to uh Dress Rosa, it's like, yo, this dude's a tyrant, he's evil, and he's the first person to really, everybody said Katakuri gave Luffy his first challenge, like his first true, true enemy where Luffy had to do something different, but I'd say Dofi was Luffy's first true, true villain, in like the sense of, he challenged Luffy idealistically and morally, whereas Katakuri challenged Luffy physically, so... He's easily one of the drippiest uh, villains in oh, One Piece yeah. as well, too. Or villains in general. He Sh- got drip, bro. Shout out to his flamingo coat, yo. And Facts. His, and his jacket that he always wears. Gotta give love to the Joker, because that's his nickname, too. Dude's wearing that designer. And, also, and going back to, like, why One Piece is so great, do you realize that... You don't know this, but let me let me just tell you. Doflamingo's nickname is the Joker. Doflamingo is kind of a subordinate of Kaido. Kaido's army takes stuff 
from cards like his commanders, one's king, one's queen, one's jack. He has D, he has a 10, he has all kind of stuff. And then, but that makes sense because the Joker is Doflamingo, who's kind of his subordinate, and the Joker's kind of a, a card in the 52, not really. I just think that that's just great storytelling on Oda and just great naming and tying everything together. But Doflamingo's at number four. And number three, I have pain. To me, and Chris is going to get into his, his Naruto villain he has on the list, but to me, Pain is the best Naruto villain in the sense that he ch- he is the opposite of our main character. He is opposite Naruto. Jir- he was Jiraiya's first successor. They share a master. He goes through pain and try and tribulations, but instead of like how Naruto went with pain and in and kind of battled through it and, and relied on his friends and family. Nagato lost his best friend, and instead of relying on Conan to get up, he seeked power, and he he seeked vengeance and revenge. And that's why when Naruto changes his decision and was like, what should I do in not killing him? It shows Nagato that there's a sense of change, and you completely change the villain's outlook. And for that to happen, it just shows a great dynamic between hero and villain and can't mention Pain is not badass looking as well as killed one of the strongest people in the show in Jiraiya. So gotta have Pain at number three. Not, not even just Jiraiya. This nigga was murking the whole. Oh yeah, he Konoha, murked Kakashi. Bro. Like Kakashi was yeah, down. Like base, when I watched that, I was like, oh my fucking. No, not just down. Kakashi died. Yeah, I'm like, like they, they killed Kakashi. Bro? Like Kakashi was going to eat, eat lunch with White Fang in in heaven. <laughs> like eat yeah, lunch with his bro. Pops. When like, I saw that, I was like, oh, this nigga dead. dead. <laughs> like, like he is dead. Like bro, this nigga fucked up Hinata. This nigga fucked up fucking so many. Nade was about to die. Like it was, it was Liddy. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. It was, bro. it was going down. So you know what I mean. That's why Pain has to be up there in the top because he's just the man, bro. Like he's the one that really sh- set shit off. And you want to talk about best touchdowns? I know your boy had one of the best touchdowns. Oh yeah, if not the best touchdown, but Payne had a pretty damn good touchdown. You didn't even really understand what Payne was at first. You didn't even didn't. understand how much pain there was to deal with. You know Bro, what he saying? destroyed all of Konoha. Like we thought, Orochimaru destroyed Konoha. Oh no, we Pain thought, did. Like, whenever Payne turns down, we really saw they had to rebuild everything. The world will know pain. Yeah, that is an iconic statement yeah. in itself. That fight is an iconic fight in itself. The ending and conclusion to that fight, the iconic. conclusion to that arc, was one of the best arcs in anime. Yeah, no, it, like the death of Jiraiya, seeing Naruto at his ultimate low, seeing everybody build him. Bro, that up. shit made me cry. Yeah, seeing no, them like, have to tell them niggas Jiraiya died, I was both, like, oh both, shit. Both both that part made me cry, and then seeing after he beat Pain and when everybody grabs him, yes. but that goes into why Naruto's a great MC. We will we will hold that off till later. At number two, I have Light Yagami. Light Yagami is the boy, and I this is like I'm gonna let Chris explain more Light Yagami, but I'll say this: he probably should have been my number one, but because we're looking in the lens of Shonen, but in terms of we didn't specify, so. I had to go outside the ballpark for my number one villain and pick Johan Liebert of Monster. Shout out to my boy Naps on Twitter. He recommended Monster to me. And bro, anybody who hasn't read Monster yet, and if you love manga, please read Monster. This dude is evil incarnate. He literally fucks with every single character in the story. Every single character gets used and abused by Johan Liebert, all for his outcome and his goal at the end. And then when you find out his story and his background, it's so sad that because he's a fucked up human being, but it wasn't his fault, but it might have been. It just depends on how you view the story. You got to check out Monster. He is a bad looking white dude. Like he he <laughs> is a bad looking German dude. So like Johan Liebert, that's my number one. Krissa, what are your top five villains? Uh, my top five at number five, uh, for the same reason you have Dio, 
I have Frieza. He's just evil incarnate. He's evil for no fucking reason. He's, He's just, just a racist, racist tyrant. tyrant. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Racist. This dude is the most assholy Car- well, not not he the most. He still calls them monkeys. Yeah, he's an asshole, <laughs> bro. This dude has gotten his ass whooped so many times, and he still comes back for more because he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm still gonna kill y'all. Yeah, niggas. I gotta kill you, Saiyans. I fucking hate y'all. It, it's to the point where he knows he's inferior. He knows he can't win, but he's still calling them monkeys. He still has this inferiority complex. He still is just a jerk for no reason. He's still gonna pretend to be on your team and stab you in the back. Yeah. He's just always up. Oh, that's Frieza. Every and, time he does talk shit. about impact. Oh, like, oh, and big, we big talk impact. about impact. Yeah. I love seeing his his just his personality shine because watching Super that was one of my favorite parts of of the Frieza and it showed he was still a villain like, exactly even though like he was helping Goku he's helping him for like his own and, reasons because he wanted to come back and be alive and be a tyrant even when he was on the team like I remember whenever Goku went round him up he just killed people for no reason he killed yeah. like two people like oops it's like <laughs> come on Frieza dog we trying to get you to do some good shit now but uh he's my number five just you know childhood but um. Number four, I got Shishio from Rurouni Kenshin. I like that. That's a great pull. He really challenged. You want to talk about opposites of our MC? He is a great opposite to Kenshin, but they're similar because they were. They're both. Kenshin used to be a manslayer. He's the new popular manslayer. Facts. I just love. Uh, I love Shishio as a character. His character design, his fight, uh, his whole relationship with Yumi, his whole parallel to Kenshin. It, it, he was just one of the the most badass villains. Growing up, I remember I used to read the manga and I used to watch the anime and I used to feel like it was so slept on. I was like, why is nobody talking about Samurai X? Why is nobody talking about Roni Kenshin? Like, this is this is God body anime. This the Shishio, his whole body covered up in bandages. Does that not intrigue anybody? Yeah. I'm sitting there like he. And then when you see like in the in the opener when he's walking across the desert and the bandages are like flying into like yes, like he just looks badass. He's one of the most iconic villains for me growing up and uh for for good reason plus he had a big he wasn't just a, a evil for no reason he had a reason he was fucked up psychologically but um that that's also as his character seeing his his weird motivations seeing all his his backstory uh that's why he's number 4 for me just cuz he's he's badass he he checks all the checkpoints uh number 3 for me is vicious from cowboy bebop shout out um easily one of the Villains you spend the least amount of time with, but one of the most impactful for the series. Yeah, man. He, like, to say all those episodes are kind of separate, but some still tie in, you feel Vicious's presence for the most part through that series. Even when, like, the first episode, when you don't know it, you, you're like, why is Spike taking this so seriously? Like, mm-hmm. Spike's been the strongest so far. And then, you, and then like, we've been hearing about this syndicate, but then when we see this dude kill the leader of the syndicate and we see all this crazy shit that Vicious is doing, we find out that Spike trained him. He's trying to kill Spike's girl and take Spike's girl at the same time. Like, it's bad guy, man. Bad guy, Vicious. Yeah, for sure. And he he definitely was badass. Didn't he have that, like, sword, too, and everything? Yeah, this dude's he just used, badass, he bro. He the sword, and he could use, like... He, he used he used he his main thing was a sword instead of a gun and you remember yeah, when dude, him and Spike had, yeah no that's was, like some badass shit like vicious is iconic even though like I said when he was there for a little while but like you said he he got set up to the point when when he really touched down it meant something it was yeah. like <gasps> when you're watching the fight the whole time and the way the fight ended was was so iconic but yeah. that's a whole other story but he he makes it in my top uh, three because just just off a of principle of, of of vicious when we talk about villains he is one of the goats to me so number two. Uh, it was a toss-up for me originally when I was deciding this list between Madara and Pain. Um, and before you even told me Pain was on your list, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it to Madara. Even though I, I probably should have gave it to Pain. He looks like Naruto, the Nagato story, the Jiraiya, you know what I'm saying, training and backstory. But to me, 
I gotta run with Naruto. Uh, I gotta run with uh, Madara. Talk about impact throughout the series. Just because I, I, I fuck with Madara. You see him early on, and it's not Madara, but you see a lot of fake Madaras. And when he really pulls up, you sitting there, you saw fake Madara number one, fake Madara number two. You sitting there like, okay, so this dude, he's overhyped. You know what I'm saying? People are <laughs> overhyping this dude. How bad can he actually be? Then when he pulls up and wrecks shop on the whole ninja army, then wrecks shop on all five Kages, then continues that reign for like a whole arc. Yeah. Like he touches down, and for the first two or three episodes he touches down, he just fucks shit up like consistently. And when I saw him fuck up all the Kages, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this dude is the man. And of course, reanimation jutsu, uh, he he got reanimated and then said fuck all that extra shit like I'm moderate nigga like y'all yeah, know what y'all just fucked around me. and did like, like just boop like it's over with like nigga I, I control myself it, it reminded me of like Majin Vegeta whenever he was like yeah I'm Majin but y'all ain't about to control me I'm Vegeta like I'm just gonna fuck you up not cause I'm controlled but cause I just don't fuck with you like that Madara he he just badass entrance badass character uh, strong as fuck it wasn't till the Kaguya arc or the Kaguya um, arrival that he got ruined but at the same time, you know, the, the six pass form, uh, the, his, that form of Madara was raw. Playing yeah. Madara in any game is fun. Like his, his attacks, his techniques, when he, he throws out that fucking meteor, he, he just one of the goat villains to me personally. And just his lore is really what sells it to me. Then when you finally get to see him as a person and see how much of an asshole he is, then get to see he's not an asshole for no reason. He just is, is firm with his beliefs uh, opposing to Hashirama. and yeah, how the only person to beat Hashirama in one of the... I believe he is the reincarnation of Indra. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because Naruto and Hashirama are Ashura. Yeah, exactly. I believe. Yeah, it's like the opposite, the polar opposites, and just seeing that parallel and seeing it, it just felt it felt so impactful to me specifically. You know what I'm saying? And like this is me. This is after me crying during the pain arc. This is me sitting there like, oh my god, pain was such a good villain. That was such a good arc. Now how can Naruto get better from this? Soon as Madara touches down, I'm like, oh my god, Naruto's getting better. And not saying better cuz the Madara arc wasn't necessarily better than the pain arc, but it kept the ball rolling. It wasn't a it wasn't a complete drop off from like pain next villain trash. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. get badass villain. So that's why he makes number 2 for me. But um yeah, he's injured. It was a a it was a hard decision between him and pain because of the impactfulness how you said of pain. It was it was very split, but just my personal, my bias, my heart just made me go for uh, Madara, which will explain things later. But number one for me, like Yagami, man. Yeah, that's a boy. Like best villain, even though like he's the protagonist of his story, he's still a villain. Like see, with Madara, I'm watching Madara. I'm sitting there like when he touched down, like how are they gonna beat him? But with Light, I was like, how are they gonna beat him? And he's evil. And I'm knowing he's doing this wrong. And I want to see him take him down, but. Most of me would sit there like, I want to see him keep winning. <laughs> like, that's the only villain I've ever rooted for. Maybe because he's a protagonist. We got to see things through his perspective, I guess you could say. But even at the same time, I was like, damn, I kind of want like, L to catch him. No, I definitely want L to catch him. But spoiler alert, I'll let y'all just fast forward. But L is dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this nigga murked L. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, he the goat. Because I'm sitting there, nobody spoiled to me that L died. And I watched Death Note late as fuck. Yeah. So when I watch Death Note, I see that. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is the real deal. Bro, L got so close to catching him every time. So I'm sitting there the whole time I'm watching the whole L versus Light. I'm like, how is they going to catch him? Because he's like, damn, they're uncatchable. He's like slippery as fuck. He's a Teflon Don. There's no way he's going to get caught. And every time L gets close, I'm like, oh, they got you, my dog. They got you. <laughs> I'm like, I know what episode I'm on. I know how many episodes there are left. Are they going to have that many episodes with no light? Because you caught, my nigga. It's a wrap. You, you, you got caught. Like, I remember when he had to give the book up. Like, this nigga L had him doing desperation tactics, bro. <laughs> but Light Yagami, the goat, used his ma- manipulation, which shows how 
twisted he is as a villain. He started off thinking he was right and just, wanting to create this new world without and then evil. He want, then he had a god complex. And ended up being more evil than any fucking body. Whenever he killed, uh, or whenever he made Rin, uh, was the name Rin? Uh, Misa Mane's uh, uh, Ryuk? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever she, he manipulated her into killing L, because he didn't even really kill L, she killed L. And whenever she killed L, it just shows how sick and twisted he is. He was like, Misa Mane, it's a rap for you. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about you, but like, I don't give a fuck about that bitch. He looking at Ren like, look, bro, I don't give a fuck about this bitch. I'm going to sell this bitch out. If you really want this bitch to live, you know what you got to do. He played her to the point where she had to kill her fucking self. He knew how much she loved Misa Mane. She had to kill her fucking self in order to kill his villain. So to him, that's like, win-win, my nigga. Yeah. Not one of the Death Notes fucking is useless, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? Pretty or much. No, Or like... Something happened to where that bitch was gone. Ren yeah, was, she was she was done. She killed herself and L was gone. So he's like, all right, now nothing is in my fucking way. And once that happened, I was like, oh my God. This villain is one of the greatest villains of all time because he actually beat the hero and killed that nigga. That nigga didn't come back. Yeah, no, he did not. You see him meet his demise and it's just so crazy that his only flaw mentally, because the, the thing that makes him number one to me is just that brain on him. Like He's like... A lot of my favorite characters in anime in general, like Shikamaru, Karama, uh, characters who can prove to be uh, as smart as they are strong, which kind of aids in, in their wins. Like, yeah. they don't just win because they're strong buff. They they win because they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, because they're smart. And seeing the fact that he almost got away with this shit, bro. The only thing that got him was his lackey. His lackey. He, he put his trust in people, which yeah. is the only thing that fucked him up. If he would have just kept going strong like how he was going. He would have ran the world. If he would have just gave that man one extra instruction and been like, do not, do not, do not, nigga, because it, detri- it could be detrimental to the whole process. He, he, he just fucked up with that one thing. To me, at the end, when I saw that ending, I was just like, damn, that's fucked up. Cause I didn't want to see him go like that. Yeah. It was like, you knew he had to get taken down. And like I said, I was rooting for him the whole time. But that is not the way... I want to see my boy go. And just to see him lose his fucking mind at the end, it gave you that uh, that sense. Because you're watching it, and you, some people may not have even understood he was the quote-unquote villain, even though they're watching him go crazy. They're probably, you know those people on Twitter who yeah, do the little, like, man, would you, what would you do if you had a death note? It's like, you don't understand he's a villain <laughs> until you see the end. He's like, he turned into that bitch. He's like, oh, no, no, you didn't beat me. And it's like, damn, you thought you was, you really thought you was God, nigga. And you're not. Like, you, you're you just another nigga. You just got. Yeah, you're just human. You just yeah. got lucky. And it's fucked up because you really get to see that side of him. He's, he's a human. He's human just like anybody else. And he fucks up. And he fucked up ultimately. Yeah, he did. So our combined list is at number five, we have Frieza. Of course, Impact, like we said. Number four, we have Doflamingo. At number three, we have Vicious. At number two, we have Pain. We, we went with Pain over, and Chris, Chris conceded that. Cause yeah, we, and I was so close to saying Pain. When you said Pain, I was like, we got to give it to Pain. Come on, like you said, he is the quintessential Central villain Na- in Naruto. Naruto, exactly. Number one, we have Light Yagami, man. Had to throw the boy at number one. Let's get to top five MCs. Chris, you start this one off. All right, so my top five MCs, right? Number five, and and uh, honorable mention to Deku, yeah. Honorable mention to Tanjiro because those are my two new new era favorites. But they have so much greatness in MCs that I couldn't just limit myself to Shonen. Which number five? I got Spike Spiegel, uh, iconic, iconic uh, MC. Cowboy Bebop is badass for many different reasons. Uh, soundtrack, you know, uh, animation. But, but it's led by that guy Spike Spiegel. It is followed one of the most. It is followed. It is following one of the most badass. MCs of all time, like from his fro 
to him always smoking that cigarette, to his tux. Like I said at the panel, he's the only character that ever made me want to smoke cigarettes in anime. Yep. Like, to his, more so than Sanji. To his fucking gun slanging abilities, to, from his roundhouse kicking, fucking jujitsu ass whooping abilities. Slick talking. Yeah, and he just, he's badass in every sense of the word. He is uh, deserving to be in any top five MC, anybody's top five MC. I don't see how you can have a top five MC without him, just because of what he represents, how iconic he is, and just what he delivers to to anime as a whole. So that's my number five. Number four, uh, who honestly may, if if things keep in, inclining how they are, may end up as my number one one day. But Shigeo Mob, he, um, I've spent probably the least amount of time with him. To say I put him on my top five MCs before I put Deku. Before I put Tanjiro, before I put any other goat that I may fuck with, um, I didn't even put Goku in my top five. Spoiler alert. I put Shigeo over Goku because he is that lovable to me. I only, like, literally. He has some of the most character character development oh, yes. of any of these characters for just two seasons of a show. We see Shigeo not wanting to do anything, and then he goes from that to being like, no, I'm taking control of my life. Like, the intro of the song is like, you. it, it, it talks about him taking take control of your life. You have to do that. And he took control of his life, and we've seen him grow. He's only going to grow even better. And I ain't going to lie, bro. You know, I didn't watch um, Mob Psycho season one when it initially came out. Cause I didn't really understand the hype. I understood that it was created by the same uh, creator as One Punch Man. I understood all that. But I caught on to this shit late as fuck because I don't know. I think we watched it because we were reviewing season two, right? Yeah. So I want to catch up on season one to even be able to review season two. So I watched season one. Season one, I was like, okay, this show is good. I like the main character. It's cool. I understand why this show is as big as what it is. I don't think it's better than One Punch Man, but I do like it. We got to season two, and every single episode was like a bow, bow, like bow, five, 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 bow. Five. I think that was our highest rated episode of any show that we've re- reviewed. Yeah, I don't think we gave anybody else a five besides besides uh Mob. Like Mob might have got like a couple fours, but yep. like it, it got it was like five, 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 five. I don't even think my hero or De- uh, Demon Slayer got a five out of us no, with I the greatness didn't. they provided. But well, um, my hero might have got a five in season three. Maybe. But, yeah, with all for one versus all might. But I know for sure Shigeo was, oh, was is, fives, uh, yeah. more more than deserving because just to say that last year, the end of last year, I watched the first half of Mob Psycho. The beginning of this year, I watched the second half of Mob Psycho from what we got so far. And he's already in my top five. That, that speaks volumes. Uh, if you haven't watched Mob Psycho, I don't know what kind of show you think it is, but uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised, especially when you get to the end of season two. Season one, which seems to me to be like a a six, seven out of 10 show turns into a 10 out of 10 show and it makes season one even better. You go yeah. back and watch season one and you just appreciate things more. So, um, I advise anybody who hasn't watched Mob Psycho to go watch Mob Psycho. I don't want to spoil too much about it because it's definitely worth the watch. I saw For Neverworld just got on it lately. I was like, just watch that shit. He was like, hey, 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 don't judge me, son. I'm, <laughs> I'm late to it, but it's, it's that, it's that sauce. You know what I'm saying? It's top, top five of the year. But, um, I'm on number four. Number three, I got Naruto. Uh, Naruto honestly could have been my number one. All th- my top three could honestly be tied for number one. But to be real, I put him under number two because he's my personal favorite. And that's your use case from Yu Yu Show. Number two honestly could have been my number one, uh, which speaks volumes about my number one to say that I put my favorite MC right above who I feel is the definitive number one. But Yusuke Yurameshi, badass, uh, delinquent. You know, just this motherfucker who just didn't give a fuck about rules. He reminds me so much of myself in school because I was just like him, skipping class, fucking with the girls, grabbing ass and shit like that. Just being that that 
straight F student, straight, not giving a fuck about nothing. Didn't feel like I had anything to give a fuck about. All I wanted to do was just bullshit. I'm not saying fight in the streets, but uh, I just wanted to... Just be a delinquent. Yeah, I just wanted to fight my own fight, if that makes sense. Because he was really just fighting... He was like a rebel without a cause. And that was me in high school, rebel without a cause. I had the same attitude. He is definitely... Your your average hood person's favorite <laughs> favorite main character. That's a running joke on Twitter because he's just he's he's like a hood dude, bro. He's like a gangster. Like the way he speaks, and this is one of the reasons why I love Tanjiro. The way the reason he speaks to the enemies whenever he he's pissed off, he's like, "You a bitch? You really pissing me off right now? I'm gonna have to fuck you up." Yeah. Shout out to English Dub. Shout out to Justin Cook. Shout out to English Dub UK because he's the goat in my eyes. It's one of the shows I can't watch. Uh, sub and maybe the, Justin Cook drove it home with his performance of Yusuke. Good job, but that performance really sold Yusuke as a character to me. He really felt believable, relatable, and more than all, lovable. So his strength, his comedy, his his plot—not uh, plot, his growth as a character—you uh, see him go from not giving a fuck about anything. Like at the end of the Dark Tournament, when you see him fight a girl, whenever he thinks Cool Bar is dead, whenever he thinks yeah, Genkai is dead, he's like, "Damn, son." He's like, "I really been letting this shit hold me back. I've been holding myself back, and now I see why." Like, whenever you see him just kind of stand up and his aura is just lifting off of him, he's calm finally. He's like, damn, son, I really did this. You know what I'm saying? That's when he gives to Guru that fucking work. And yeah. it, that's why he's top top five for sure of all time. Number one is my boy Mugi Wada Luffy. See, we went different. We, we went, you you got, you had One Piece at four, at four as a series, but Naruto at one, and I had One Piece at one, and you have Naruto Luffy at but, one. Let me explain that a little bit further. I didn't really uh, say too much about Naruto. Naruto is my number three because I loved him at, uh, in Shippuden, but I liked him in regular Naruto. He was annoying. He was a little brat. Uh, you could tell it was for a reason. I felt sorry for him. I did like him as a character, but he wasn't my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Like I loved Shikamaru. Shikamaru is definitively my favorite Naruto character for those listening, if y'all wanted to know. And um, it's mostly because he sells himself in Naruto, the original series, he fights Tamari. Uh, you see he's a strategist. He got my respect early on in the series. And from from there forward, you know, you see him fight uh, 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 Hidan. Yeah. Strategy. He's, he's, he's my goat. But to say that Naruto, you know, I watched the whole show up until he started being badass and I started seeing him progress. That would, the, the end of the pain arc really sold me on Naruto. I'm like, I remember when you was a little bitch. I remember when you was like having trouble doing fucking shadow clones and shit. You could only do sexy jutsu. Big you was flunking out of your class. You was the annoying nigga to Sakura whooping your ass. And I went from like being like, yeah, Sakura, fuck that nigga up to Sakura. Stop being a bitch. Like you being a bitch. And I'm, I'm looking at Sasuke like, man, Sasuke's that nigga. And now I go from that to being like, I hate Sasuke. Naruto <laughs> is my boy. And I'm hating Naruto for chasing Sasuke around like it's his goddamn girlfriend. I hated that shit. But at the end of the day, he makes my top three just because of how iconic he is, how much I love him by the end of the series, how much I feel like he deserved every single thing he got from becoming Hokage. He just made me so proud as a as a, as a MC. Yusuke, a little bit higher than him in my ranking just because from day one to day in, <laughs> I love Yusuke. Now, Luffy... He makes my top MCs. I know you remember earlier I said I would always be like, Luffy, there's no way. He's not even better than Goku. Goku's not even in my top five. Yeah, no. You me feel either. me? Luffy, off of the strength. I know you you have a lot more to say about Luffy, too, because you got way further. You've seen him do more badass shit. But to me, he's a badass. What really makes him badass to me is one of the same things that makes me uh, makes Yusuke badass to me. Uh, and that's the fact that he just doesn't give a fuck about shit. He's running into a fight head first. He don't care about nothing. If he feels played, he feels played. He's not thinking about nothing. He's seeing red. He's like, strategy? What is that? Yeah. Huddle up and decide a plan? My plan is I'm already in the building. I love that about Luffy. I love his comedy aspect because one of the first things that made me love Luffy, 
uh, I forget exactly the arc. Don't don't get on my case. One Piece stands because this is a this is pre time skip. But remember whenever he fought Zoro, whenever Zoro turned down food or something like that, and he was like, "You disrespecting these people." They were like on somebody's island. I think number four was chasing or something like that. But they were on an oh, island. You're talking about like early, early, early. But that's what I'm saying. This is the first instance okay, when I when okay, I okay. when I really took Luffy serious as an MC. I'm sitting there like. Oh, as a, fun, a comedy. This is when I first fell in love with Luffy as far as love and his character. He was really about to kill Zoro. And Zoro was like, look, bro, you're not understanding. Let me talk. He's like, fuck talking, nigga. You dead. I'm sitting there like, bro, this dude is an idiot. Like, he's a, he's an idiot to the point where Goku was a lovable idiot. But Luffy wasn't as much as a, of an idiot as far as he just, he do dumb shit off of the strength of he really don't think that much about shit. He's just like, I'm going off of instinct. And just seeing where his instinct leads him, you could tell it's never failed him. No, I feel you. I feel you on all of that. My top five is as follows. At number five, I have, uh, hold on, I was reading the wrong, I was about to read the wrong one. Oh, well, some of my honorable mentions, I have Vash, I have Deku, I have Lelouch, and I have Aaron. Those are some honorable mentions that didn't necessarily make the cut, but gotta show love to Vash the Stampede. At number five, I have, I have Shigeo, a.k.a. Mob, for all of the reasons Chris has said, for two seasons to just grow and be that guy that, that we can just fall in love with and to see his transformation and character development. I love that about him. And number four, I have Mugiwara Luffy. Yes, Straw Hat Luffy has the best show, but I don't know if I can say he's the best MC when we've seen other MCs fully achieve goals and dreams. And like I said, when One Piece finishes, this list surely can change. But in terms of the Straw Hats, I think Luffy is... He's a good, he's a great MC and he leads his team well, but I think there's other straw hats that might gain more popularity. Or if you're someone in that world and you just see the straw hats, you're like, oh, is that guy Zoro the captain? There's just certain things about Luffy inside of the story that I feel you may care about other characters a little bit more than him. But at the same time, every time he's about to ball out, you're like, I want to see Luffy win. Facts. And maybe when, maybe when he becomes Pirate King, you know what I'm saying? He, he may be take- MC. You never know what could happen between now and the end of uh, One, One Piece. Piece is, whenever that comes. Maybe 20 fucking 30. Yep. And at number three, I have Yusuke Yurameshi for all... Re- I love the delinquent. I love everything about him. When seeing Yusuke go from that kid who didn't really want to show his emotions to being the kid that's like... I love Genkai. I love Kuwabara. Keiko's my girl. Like I'm fighting for these people. I don't want them to. I don't want them to die or their memory to fade, or to abandon their memory. That meant a lot. And number two, I have Spike Spiegel. Like I said, the only anime character that made me want to smoke cigarettes. Like arguably the best. Like his his arc with Julia and Vicious, and seeing him as this care this carefree guy. And I remember in the first episode, he's like, I hate women children those things get on my nerves but by the end of it he can't live without the women the children and the pet of the crew ein uh ed and faye he ends up loving them all in his own way and he realizes that he needs the bebop more than he let on and that's something that we can see development from spike and at number one i have naruto man naruto his show might not be number one but in terms of mcs to me we saw him go from a child like, in terms of, like, our sliders, his character development is all the way cranked up through the roof. Like, he went from this delinquent child who the village hated to the moment when he beat pain. It's like, all of that was worth something. And then after the pain arc, it's like, no, bro, you're the strongest. You have to protect us. You have to get even stronger than you are now to defeat to defeat the next coming foe. And he's like, how can I defeat that when I can't save Sasuke? And it's like, just seeing... 
all of that come to the head, him turning Sasuke, him turning every villain that he's faced into, besides Kage, who they just had to defeat, but turning their, them more, their ideals and their morality, that's a good MC to me. When you can change a villain's perspective to suit, to suit your own, that's when a hero has done his job. For sure, for sure. So that's that's my top five. Our groups collective. At five we have Spike. At four we have Mob. At three we have Luffy. At two we have Yusuke. And at one we have Naruto. Let's get to the top five Man. non-MCs side holes. Neither one of us had Goku in the top MC. Fuck you know how many no, 90 bro. babies are going to be mad? Fuck no. I don't show Dragon Ball Z love until... Now, now is when Dragon Ball Z gets a little bit. Oh involved. yeah, we about to get some Dragon Ball Z love. In. Even though we had Dragon Ball Z as number five, but niggas still gonna be hot, hot about that. But let's get to the top five non MCs, aka side homies. I'll go first. My honorable mention: I have Kilua, Sanji, Urza, Scarlet. Shout out to her and Yoruchi from Bleach. Had to give at least one Bleach character a mention. To me, Yoruchi is their my my favorite and arguably the best character on that show. Uh, at number five, I have Levi Ackerman. Attack on Titan was about him until, like, it, it seemed like he was the guy that everybody had their eyes on. Wait, you mean number though, one? No, he's number five. Okay, number five. Number five. Yeah, he's number five. Right, I got you. For me, and he, he, like I said, he, when you first start the series, you're like, I want to know more about this guy. And when you find out more about him and his backstory, and you see he sees himself as a killing machine, but when he has to be more than that, can he achieve the task? And if you read the manga right now, you see all the, the things that Levi went to to get to where we're at right now. And Levi's the man. At number four, this is where I show DBZ some love. Arguably my favorite DBZ character and the one with the most character development, the one who's changed the most, the one who we've seen grow, which determines a good character, a.k.a. my guy Vegeta. You can't tell me when you saw Vegeta blow himself up at the Boo arc and he says, this is for you, Bulma. This is for you, Trunks, and you too, Kakarot. That's not character growth and development from the nigga that was like, I'm gonna kill your monkey ass, Kakarot, in the first time we meet him. That was some beautiful shit, bro. Like, that was literally seeing Vegeta's growth, um, and just seeing him, him just be badass Vegeta, bro. Like, uh, Vegeta is, a, is such a lovable character in his he own really life. He really is. Like, that's my guy. So, I have Vegeta at number four. At number three, I have Roy Mustang. Roy Mustang is kind of the big brother character of Full Metal Alchemist, and it's kind of like they look to him for guidance, but then when you find out that Roy doesn't even know how to proceed at times, it, it gives you that feeling of when you realize your parents are just were just kids and they're just humans like you were instead of seeing them as these, like, figures that can do no wrong and I think we see Roy Mustang go from that he's this big time leader general to where we see him break down and we see him as as just oh you're just a guy who doesn't have this figure out either you just want somebody who hoping your plans work and I think that's something interesting we see in this side character that we don't necessarily see in others at number two I have Zoro Roanora Zoro like I said, when you look at the Straw Hats, if you were in the One Piece world and you just ran up on the Straw Hats one day and you just saw everybody in the line, you would think Zoro was the captain of that ship. Badass. I mean, he, uh, he just got... Uh, spoiler alert. You better... Uh, if you want to know, if you care about this, he just got a new sword and Zoro's killing niggas, slicing up cliffs and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, shout out to Inma and shout out to everything Zoro's doing. But nah, his story as well with just living on Kuina's dream and just trying to be the best swordsman, but then giving up his dream. He still wants to be the best swordsman, but he cares more 
about Luffy becoming Pirate King more than that. We see that when he sacrifices himself with Bartholomew Kuma, where he's like, I'll take all of Luffy's pain and takes it and stands there and doesn't bitch about it at all. And he's like, I'm doing this because I believe my captain's the Pirate King. He even goes so much as to ask his enemy to train him because he's like, I need to be stronger for Luffy. I'm not worried about killing you right now. I need to be stronger for my captain. And that's sacrifice. And that's a side character, a good side character if I ever did see one. And number one is Kakashi Hatake, the copy ninja of the hidden leaf he went from mentor in naruto he went from that to being a brother in arms to someone that's just like a big brother to naruto because in the sense he is naruto's big brother because naruto's father is his sensei and he was best friends with itachi so he he has such this complex relationship with both naruto and sasuke because of his past with both of their relatives as well as he has his own past with uh with a Uchiha in dealing with the idea that his father killed himself because people called him scum because he went to save his friends instead of following the mission. And that stuck with Kakashi to this day to where he always chooses siding with his friends because if you don't, then you're scum. And that just shapes his character for everything down the line. One of the smartest characters, one of the strongest characters. That's my number one. Kakashi and he has that, that badass factor, bro. He's like, like, um, easily, he is the most loved character by the ladies. The yeah. ladies love Kakashi. I mean, he looks badass, bro. I, I got a lot of female friends that are, are just getting on the Naruto, that, are, that have been on Naruto, and usually they're all in agreement that Kakashi's that boy. That, that's their number one. Just because, man, he, he does deserve to be number one. He is... He he's well deserving of uh, any number one spot he ever gets because he's badass, smart like you said. Uh, dude's drip is crazy. He's always covering his eye. You know what I'm saying yeah. he's always got the fucking mask on his mouth and shit. Silver hair. One of the most intriguing characters until you you find out his backstory. You want to know what's up with Kakashi. Even from episode when I was a kid, I used to read Naruto the and Shonen Jump, and mm -hmm. Kakashi was always my favorite. I'm like, damn. This dude's so mysterious. Like, yeah, he he's a dope ass uh, leader of their their squad. He does a good job, and that's my guy. That's my number one. For sure. What is your list, Chris, and my guy? So my list, uh, top five non-MCs. Uh, non uh, Todoroki at number five, Shoto Todoroki. Nice. Uh, I was saying this this a lot in, at the, uh, <laughs> I was saying this a lot at the, uh, the panel, but badass alarm. Set it off. You know what I'm saying? This dude is like the Gara of fucking, Big uh, of, of, of my, my hero. hero. Yeah. And he, just the struggle he's had with his parents, uh, to the him not really fitting in with the rest of the gang, but everybody kind of loves him. They kind of look up to him. The girls love him. You know what I'm saying? The 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 other characters really fuck with him. As far as they, I, I feel like they look up to him. They they see he's a strong ass oh, yeah, uh, he's, student. They, he's one of the bars in the class. Like he 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 was the first bar setter. Exactly. He's the one that's like, okay, this is we we in class with some some goats, and um. I just really fuck with Todoroki, his whole quiet, kind of calm demeanor, his whole arc with uh, the beginning of season three when when he had that shit going on with his dad and he, he was struggling on deciding on what he was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just love seeing him grow from going to, I'm not going to use my fire at all to being like, now nah, I'm going to use it because it's my power, not it, my father doesn't determine that. Exactly. He's that, that Seeing him grow with that, seeing him not get his license uh, same as Bakugo yeah, in the last shows, season. Yeah, struggling adversity. That, yeah, that's seeing him he has to overcome. Seeing him fight that uh, what's the homeboy's name with the fucking uh, oh, with the wind. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the wind, yeah. the wind guy. That was just so impactful to me. That was one of my favorite moments of season three. I remember we had a big discussion about that. I think he made my uh 
some kind. When we did anime yeah, awards, did I think some, I gave him some kind of like, crazy. What? But Todoroki's just my boy. I, that's why I got to elaborate on him being number five. Uh, he honestly could have been higher if it wasn't for uh, people like Killua, number four, being such an impactful character in my life. Uh, honestly, I love Killua more than Gone. If we're talking, um, if we're talking, me too. Hunter, like, Hunter, yeah. No, if we're too. talking main four, my main four, and this is gonna sound fucking crazy to to Hunter Hunter fans. I know we got some Gone fans out here. Number one for me, as far as the MCs, is uh, Killua. Then Karapika, then Leorio. Oh, you tripping. Then Gone. Oh, you really tripping. Then Gone, you bro. You were re- Okay, I was with you for the first two. Gone make me so fucking Yo, mad. Yo, I cannot put Leorio's bitch ass above Gone. You bro, were tripping. Leorio punched Gone's daddy in the cool, face on some bro. bullshit. Cool. I saw that. I had respect for that man. I was like. I respect him, like, but he's. He's like the Joey Wheeler of the friend group. He kind of is, though. And that's the thing. When I first started watching it, right? Um, I'm one of those people who didn't want to watch Hunter Hunter because of the many comparisons to Yu Hakusho, especially when you compare the top four. I was like, all oh, these niggas look like fucking dweebs. They whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at fucking Yusuke. I'm like, Gon is not Yusuke. Killua is not Hiei. Fucking Karapika is not Karama. And the more you go to watch it, it's very facts because Kuwabara did way more shit than Leorio ever did in his Leorio's life. Leorio is only, like, you only see Leorio in the beginning arc and then in the electoral arc. Yeah, can- like, Cool Bar took a lot of L's, but fucking, he had way more screen time. But this is my thing. When you see, um, when you see Leorio at the beginning, he has a, a, a clear goal. He reaches that goal, you know what I'm saying? He he gets his hunter license. He, isn't he a doctor later on yeah, in this I shit? Think, he, yeah, that's he, what his dream is. Whatever. He reaches his goal. He just didn't have a badass goal. And, he didn't, and even since the beginning, you could tell he was that derpy. And <laughs> this is my thing, bro. They dropped Cool Bar off at the end of the, the demon, uh, three demons shit. They dropped Cool Bar, let him do whatever the fuck he want to do. So Leorio was always bound to be that character to where he was never going to be one of the most badass ones. Yeah. And um, Karapika was always supposed to be that character that he wasn't supposed to be one of the most badass ones because of his physical ability, his stature. It was because of his techniques, his his mental capacity. So that's why I put, you know, in an order like that. And, and just because... ranking, it's okay. Just because Gon makes me so mad as an MC. It, he doesn't live up to my Yusuke Tagashi MC. But it shouldn't even... But you should look at him as different. Even looking at him objectively, I do like him. I like him a lot. But... I don't really respect too much about him. This is my thing, right? And don't don't come for me, hundred hundred niggas. I'm like, you don't respect Gone. Gone, he he fights hard, but he's dumb. He do he does a lot of dumb shit. He, he makes a lot of questionable decisions. I don't really understand him. And the main reason why I didn't want to watch Hunter Hunter is because it was a show about two kids, and he's honestly the most kiddie of the of the bunch. Uh, the main reason, the main thing that sim- makes me sympathize with him is whenever he he realizes he's not strong, he's a weak ass bitch, and I'm like, yeah, nigga, get good, nigga, you got your arm blown off, really nilly, like he blew his own fucking arm off. I'm like, son, you know how fucking reckless that is. I'm sitting there like, Killua had one of the most iconic fights with the with the, when he first starts using them yo-yos, yeah. and then bitches is weighted, and he's fighting um Gintru's uh lackeys. He's, I think he's fighting two niggas at once. And he whoops they fucking ass. And then you see Gon get his fucking arm blown off. He, he wins at the end of the day. But I'm sitting there like, damn, bro, you could have did that way more badass. He did it with conviction. I do respect that for I do respect that of him. You know what I'm saying? But Killua, every badass moment in that show done by a main hero besides Karapika killing uh Uvo and Leorio punching the fuck out of Jing was Karapika ripping the heart out of a nigga's chest. Karapika. And his emotional character development as well, seeing him uh, go from knowing he can't have no friends, he killed somebody in the original uh, Hunter exam and had to go back and retake that bitch. At the end of the day, he didn't feel like he was worthy to be Gon's friend because he kind of, he bitched out when he was fighting that uh, that bird rabbit 
Chimera and like there was so many emotional moments when you get to meet his family and you get to see all the shit he's been through when they have to go rescue that nigga just so much the the end arc with Illumi Karapika not Karapika Killua to me is the main character of Hunter Hunter it's just it's just told from Gon's perspective like uh Killua's my my goat just because even when you see him boot up against uh the red dude with Buku arms Yuppie or whatever bruh Killua number four honestly could have been rated higher if it wasn't for number three being Roro Noah fucking Zoro. Oh wait, is that I thought you had uh someone else at number three. Nah, I got I got Roro Noah Zoro. He's my number three. I'm so confused. Where do you have He's next up? Oh, okay. he's next yeah, up. Niggas gonna sure. get on you for this. Niggas gonna get two. on me, especially because like, I was just why, why is this so high? <laughs> I got these controversial opinions, man. But no, Zoro, for every reason you said, uh his relationship with Sanji is hilarious to watch. His relationship with Luffy is amazing to watch. Being how loyal he is to his okay. his his pirate king, bro, his captain. Yeah. He's like, nigga, like at the, at the beginning of the, of the story, that moment whenever he decides, okay, I'm part of the straw hat. He like did his, it so casually. Yeah, he was like, as long as uh, you are stronger than me and like as long as you stay true to what you tell me we're gonna do I'm gonna follow you forever and he stayed true to that forever like the, the moment you said whenever he he took on all of Luffy's pain he's like this is my captain but then he even had to check Luffy about Usopp he's like nah bro you can't like because if, if he if you go after him I can't follow you because he disrespected you. You just gotta let him go. Yeah, exactly. You gotta let, and that was iconic too. Just whenever I'm sitting there like, no, Zoro, get him back. But he's I understood right. where he yeah, was coming he's from. Right. And as a number two, there is there can be no other number two. It can't be Nami. It can't be Usopp. It can't be Chopper. It ha- it can't be Sanji. It, yeah. has to be it has to be Zoro. Zoro is his best friend, his number two. And he has a bunch of everybody's his fucking best friend, Luffy. Come on now. But like Zoro's his guy. Yeah, Zoro it's and a he, un, it's an unneeded, it's it's not needed for them to express their relationship like him and Usopp, where they just joke around. Like, exactly. What's 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 uh what doesn't have to be said is understood. Or and however see, that phrase goes. You said a lot of reasons as well why you love Zoro, but I have a lot of other reasons too. Like there are specific instances. Like whenever they drop that fucking building on this nigga's head, bro. This is he's a human. No gum gum fruit involved. No, I mean no uh devil fruit involved. He is a human. He trained you, and like you said at the uh, panel, you saw him go from his small weights to his big weights to his gigantic weights to his ungodly. He's he's lifting Dragon Ball Super with fucking yeah. uh, Goku on King Kai planet weights, and that's just to swing his sword when he cut through steel. Like whenever they got the, he dropped that building on him and he was fighting homeboy who was basically a, a, a he ate the sword fruit, he was a blade. Yeah. That was whenever I was like, damn, Zoro might be my favorite character in the show. And it goes up and down as far as my favorite character, but uh Zoro, his badassery speaks for itself. His 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 savagery, his strength, his his loyalty, it all speaks for itself. And that's why he's so high on my list. But uh number two <laughs> <laughs> Niggas gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> Inosuke from Demon Slayer, man. He, the same for the same reason, um, my made my top five of great MCs. I only got one season with him, and in that one season, bro, he comes in at like episode what ten? Yeah, we only get like twelve, uh, sixteen episodes with this man, but. When he enters, he enters recklessly. You don't know what the fuck he's on. He's just like, ah! Like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is this dude? Like, he he came in and I was intrigued, right? But whenever you see him uh, slice through that demon's head, because he initially is in the same room as Tanjiro where they're moving the floor and they're fucking shit up. He's adapting to it just as well as Tanjiro. Then he dips into another room. You see him go off on his own. You see him slice a demon's head off, laughs it off. He cuts a demon's head off, like, saw style, like, like uh like a like scissor style yeah. and he's like laughing ah! <laughs> I'm like shitting myself I'm like what the fuck is 
fuck with this dude. <laughs> He's still shrouded in mystery. I don't love him yet. You see uh, him uh, beating the fuck out of Zenitsu for no reason other than, nigga, you're guarding a demon. That's some whole ass shit. We kill demons around here. As long as you fucking guarding that demon, I'm going to beat the fuck out your ass. Tanjiro walks out on Zenitsu like... Damn near, like, beaten half to death. He's like, I'm guarding, just like I told you, I'd guard it, bro. <laughs> so, seeing that and seeing him fight Tanjiro, seeing him get his fucking ribs broken, see him, seeing him defy law by doing that backbend, uh, he was automatically turning into one of my favorite characters there. I'm sitting there intrigued by him way more than I was intrigued by Zenitsu's entrance, way more intrigued than I was by Tanjiro's entrance. Then, from that, just builds on and on and on to be more and more of a lovable, lovable character. From his Vegeta-ness to where he wants to be better than Tandro, and the only reason why he kind of got Tandro as gang is because he knows Tandro is stronger than him and he wants to surpass him and in his mind he's like I am the god of demon slayers this is just a bar I have to pass up eventually because I will be the goat and I love that attitude and I love the way he portrays that and I love how bothered he is that Tandro is the best I always say whenever he whenever Zenitsu's chasing Tandro around the room and then Inosuke butts into the room head butts Tandro in the back and they're like damn bro what the fuck was that about and he just screams for no reason that's to me him just being a frustrated that he ain't the best and him just being like bitch i gotta show you you a bitch every single time i see you you headbutted me and that's how you beat me i'm a headbutt you for no reason i don't need an explanation you just a bitch and i will pass you up eventually and just being a manga nigga knowing everything that happens with his backstory and everything he has to make my number two because so fast he climbed up those charts you feel me and i may be wilding for putting him above zoro maybe wilding above for putting him above todoroki but um, I've never felt this way about an anime character in a long time. From his humor to his action, he just he solidifies in my number two spot. Just as of now, I don't see things changing until somebody else passes him up. But my number one was your number two, right? Vegeta. You know what I'm saying? For every reason you said, we saw him grow. We saw him reach new heights. We see him. We seen him push himself to his limits as far as strength, fighting, as far as a father. We saw him yeah. go from not giving a fuck about his kid to being the best dad in the series to me, maybe yeah. next to Piccolo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we see him literally train his son to being like, bitch, you're a Saiyan. You're going to be strong. You're not going to disgrace me to be his only reason to like really fuck with his son from going to look, you want to be a bitch ass little human kid and go to the park. You have to tag me first. Yeah. I'll get I'll honor uh, my promise to you. If you could tag me, he tags him. He takes him to the amusement he didn't park. He even grows so more super to where he's willing to train another Saiyan from another like, he's willing to help people. Like he's Yeah, like, he, he took Kaba under his wing. That's yeah. his protege. That's not Goku's protege. Khalifa and fucking Kefla, they're not... Or uh, Khalifa and uh, Kale or whatever. They're not even Goku's protege. Go Goku kind of helped them a little bit, but Goku yeah. don't give a fuck about them. Goku was just like, hey, fun sparring in the tournament. <laughs> Vegeta was like, little nigga, you a Saiyan, my nigga. And he's like, you don't know what the fuck that means. I'm going to let you know what it means. Yeah, like, I got to show you how to be great. Then seeing him even grow even further in the Dragon Ball Super movie, he's fusing with Kakarot, you know what I'm saying? He's fusing with... <laughs> He's fusing with Goku and shit like that. It's just like, uh, that's canon. Like, you know, he fused yeah. with him and, and Fusion Reborn or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I, I just love Vegeta. He makes my number one side character because nothing speaks goat side character like Vegeta to me. Well, our list goes as follows. At number one, I, we have Zoro. At number two, we have Vegeta. At number three, we have Kakarot. At number four, we have Killowin. At number five, we had to do the slash thing with this because Krissa insisted on this <laughs> one. We have Inosuke slash Roy Mustang. But that's why people hate Demon Slayer because niggas <laughs> like me overhype that shit. But no, like for real, son, like he, I fought for him to be in the top five just because um, of the slow build of how I, I, I like side characters. And like he just sprouted up out of nowhere, bro. 
All right, well, let's do our final one, which is best decade, and we'll just run through this and just give explanation for the ones that, like, the ones that people would be like, huh? Why yeah, for sure. There? But you can start us off, Chris. Well, of course, you know, I'm going to give my, uh, my honorable mentions to some of my personal faves, but they couldn't make the list if we're talking about objective best. But Blood Lad, my personal favorite, Gangster, one of my favorites who didn't get a continuation and got yeah. wrapped up very ugly for the first season. Uh, uh, Kometsu no Yaiba, uh, Vinland Saga and Promise Neverland, they couldn't be added onto the, the list of best of the decade Too just early. because they're, they're so new. They're going to probably uh, shine next decade. Yeah, big facts. Uh, but for my t- number five, I got Parasite. Number four, Mob Psycho 100. Number three, even though it had a fucking shit show over second season, One Punch Man, because it was so impactful and iconic for that first season. Number two, My Hero Academia. And number one, Hunter Hunter. It, it has to be number one in the decade for me personally. And I love how you put Parasite in there because Parasite is definitely one of the best ones of the decade because it has a start and it had a finish. We see Shinichi fully change. Like Bro, Parasite. The panel. Like when I said pa- when I said Parasite the panel, everybody was like, Ooh, I was yeah. like, Oh shit, that was one that I thought was gonna be risky. I didn't think y'all was all gonna really rock with Parasite. And they were like, Parasite, yeah. I'm sitting there like, damn, y'all y'all pulled a JoJo, y'all had to say something with that one. <laughs> so uh I'm glad that I'm not the only one that feels that way. Because Parasite is the the wave. And for for sure. me, at number five, I have Food Wars showing my love to my etchy food competition. The only show I would watch that shows people competing for food and anime. Like, I can't believe they have me watching this. But like I said, it combines Food Network and anime. One of my favorite things. At number four, I have Hunter Hunter. At number three, I have Mob Psycho. At number two, I have My Hero Academia. And number one, I have Attack on Titan because... Attack on Titan feels like the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of this decade, but with better action. The way its story has progressed and just everything about it, I love. So our list together is Parasite at number five. At number four, we have Attack on Titan. At number three, we have Hunter x Hunter. At number two, we have Mob Psycho. And at number one, we have My Hero because, like we said, My Hero is the... When One Piece hangs up, when Luffy hangs up his hat and walks to that other side of the aisle of the completed animes, he'll be looking back at Deku and it's like... It's your turn now, boy. Facts. So, like, until one of these other people show us something different, My Hero is the, is the one. Like, it, it is the best anime of this decade. And I feel like we have so much more to go from here. I feel yeah, like My Hero Academia could be, and this is me theorizing, I feel like My Hero Academia could be the best of this decade. In the next decade, we may have a continuation series like a Shippuden where we see Deku and them as adults, and we may have a whole new My Hero to love in the future. I feel like yeah. this show could go on for a long time. I feel like we could, we're growing with these characters, and I feel like we're getting this from the beginning, like we got the Dragon Ball, like we got all the other ones from the jump. And uh, this is one of those those rides I'm glad I'm on, and I'm, I feel sorry for people who hate on this shit and who really don't understand the the appeal of it, I really yeah. don't understand why it deserves to be greatest of the decade, why it deserves to be number five and greatest showings of all time. It's just so well executed. Even when we watched episode one of season four and we said, this is clearly filler, this but is clearly like, recap. It, but the filler had us like entertained. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know how against filler I, I, yeah, I am? Yeah, me too. I, I have not. I, I do not watch recap episodes. I, I've watched all of Naruto's filler and maybe not even all of Naruto's filler, but after. I watched yeah. the initial Naruto and then I was like, skip this, skip this, fuck this. Then I went back and I was like, okay, this is mid, but it's cool. I watched the My Hero filler and I was like, I do not mind this. If I yeah, rewatch was... uh, Hunter Hunter from, uh, not Hunter, uh, I'll keep fucking up. If I watch uh, My Hero from front to back, like in the future, I, I wouldn't skip this one. Yeah, no, me neither. So it just says something about the show. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all the time we have this week. Wanted to give you guys something special because for those who couldn't make it to our panel, Hit us up if you agree with our list on Twitter. Hit us up if you disagree with us on Twitter. Let us know your feelings. Argue with us. And with that being said, Chris, tell the people they can argue with you and let you know if they liked your list at Man, on Twitter. Man, if y'all got some Inosuke hate, 
it will be combated <laughs> with some Inosuke love and some memes on Twitter. Uh, Chris SJE. You feel me? Y'all hit me up and definitely, we will definitely, don't don't think that just because we gave y'all an episode last week and we were giving y'all a .5 episode that we're going to be out of shit to talk about for next week oh, yeah, because I'm already like loaded up on shit for next week. We have so much stuff to talk about next week, like the Demon Slayer movie. We have, we're, we're honestly, I'm going to review Stampede. I don't know if you're going to go see it, but I'm going to Oh, I'm going to see that shit. I'm going to see it on Thursday, like oh, and, 100%. And man, I got to say this as well. Uh, I know you're probably going to reiterate this as well, but I got to personally just thank everybody who pulled up to the live panel. Everybody who came to Weebs and Wings after the panel at um at the con, that was our first panel uh ever, you know, being yeah. a being a panelist. We were literally panelists. That's a that's a weird thing to say because yeah. it was our first, but it's official now. And thank y'all for just showing us love up until this point and uh, from here on because it's only going to uh be bigger and better from now on for sure. No, 100%. I will definitely reiterate everything Chris just said. Um just thank you, man, for, for you guys to just support us, these two dudes just sitting in a room talking about anime. It just means a lot, and it means a lot to see you guys come out, to want to, to wanna get our merch, to want to like wear the shirts, to want to support. Like We appreciate it more than you guys could even imagine to see you guys cheer with us at the end. It really just meant so much to Chris and I. And if you're new listeners, welcome on. Welcome to the journey. Thank you for coming to the panel. If you're old listeners... Thank you for listening as always. And we just plan to give you guys more amazing content, more live shows. We just want to take it to the next level. For our fucking, for our, uh, our new listeners, uh, no matter where you're at, uh, even if you're not from out here, we should be in your city soon and expect to see us at your at your local con doing Big a panel. Facts. Even if we're just at your con, just visiting, we'll definitely be uh, reaching out to more of you because we love reaching out to y'all. We love the energy that y'all provide. We love giving y'all that energy. It just, it's just, it's a beautiful thing that, that like you said, they they'll listen to us talk about anime, and not only that, but be a part of it. Yeah, be interactive. That's what we like about it. Like, we love talking with you guys about it. And with that, you can follow me at LinBWT on Twitter. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Hit me and Chris up. Let us know what you guys think. Also, we will be letting you know when our merch goes live because a lot of people got prototype. I'd say this is like prototype two. They got at at AnimeCon. We kind of previewed what we're gonna be doing, but we have more designs coming for you guys. And when when that goes live. We will let you all know. Be sure to check out all the other content on the network, whether it's Primetime, BWT, the the main show podcast, or The Bros Who Binge, where we talk movies and TV and comics and all that good stuff. But for Chris and my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great one. We will talk to you guys next Tuesday because, like we said, this is a special .5 episode for you guys. But next Tuesday, we will have a lot to discuss from My Hero, because My Hero is blowing up. No Guns Life, maybe Vinland Saga, maybe even One Pete Stampede. But until then, you guys, take it easy. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Be safe. Peace.